Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by the Ringer.com and the Ringer Podcast Network. On the Ringer.com this week, I believe it is Browns Week. Um, I believe it is Cleveland <laughs> Browns Week. That is the word I'm hearing. Mm. That is the 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 scuttlebutt around the office. Uh, this is big news for diehard Cleveland Browns fan Mark Titus. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Uh, been a Browns fan since um, I don't know last year probably. Uh, yeah. So Tate, you're an NFL guy. The Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, correct? I was a Browns fan when Johnny Menzel was on the Browns uh, <laughs> back in the day when he had his perfect, uh, I think he had a 158.3 passer rating in week mm-hmm. 17. That's how you know he's a real legend. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to feel about how everyone likes the Browns, but I would not bet on that. Yeah, it feels yeah. it feels like a little too much too soon. But um, yeah, I really did become a Browns fan just from living in Ohio where, like not a fan, but I, I would watch a lot of Browns games. And then I guess technically like, if you're watching a shitty football team like every week and you're still voluntarily like turning on the games, like you have to get some sort of fan credit, right? Like, so I I watched a ton of Browns games the last 13 years and then uh, now they're good. So it's going to be weird. And now I can't watch them because I live in California. So it seems like you just want to be the martyr. You know, you had the Cubs, they finally did it. Now yeah, you got the Browns. True. Was it last Virginia. year that they did the thing uh, where they were waiting for the first touchdown? Oh, they no, like they're waiting for the first win, right? Was to win. unlock were, the beer cooler. Unlock, yeah. Wait, did you wait to have Yeah, the yeah, the beer, okay. the, they had the, beer, the Bud Light, like, put beer coolers all over. And Cleveland. then they tied, and everyone was like, can yeah, we at can least we, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, good times. Uh, I also want to plug uh, the Dave Chang Show on the Ringer Podcast oh, Network yeah. because um, I went to Major Domo last Saturday. This is a Dave Chang restaurant, and I say this as a guy. I'm not a foodie. I'm the furthest thing from a foodie. Uh, I have no... Um, it, you know, I'm not like, uh, I'm not a douche about it. It's not like I, I think people that are into food are weird. Like I, I understand the appeal of delicious food. If you were food. a douche about it, you'd call yeah. yourself a foodie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm not like the, I'm not like an anti-foodie. It's not like I'm going to make fun of people that really love like really good food. I'm just from the Midwest. My meals growing up, like my mom would throw a piece of meat on the grill, like smash a potato together and then hand a slice of bread. Salt on top of that, homie, yeah, and that was it. And Sloppy gels. <laughs> so I, I, I preface it with that that when I say Major Domo was like a religious experience, it was like holy shit, like food can taste good. This is crazy. Um, I went there on Saturday. I had a great time, and then I, I was like, I, I didn't realize that this was what the foodie culture is about. So I'm gonna become a foodie. He got like turned out. He was yeah. like, they were. Do- I was doing stuff I, I never it. thought I would do. I couldn't like, believe it. I was like, <laughs> I got turned out. Everything I order, I was like, I don't know what the fuck half these words mean. It's but like blended duck livers. Yeah, bring it to me. It was very good um and i wanted to shout out dave chang for like opening my eyes to uh the world of of food food exists out there i want to read keller's <laughs> yelp review on major domo oh my god boy we got some stories there. Dildo uh, bag in 69 69 best food i've ever had we are we are back from vacation uh last week we did the uh we released the 2005 illinois arizona elite eight rewatchables game i thought it went well it seemed like people liked it arizona fans didn't really like it that much that was weird I don't know why. <laughs> Got a lot of very angry tweets from them. I was really hoping that Celine like Stoudemire would hear it somewhere yeah. and reach out to us, but that did not happen. So again, um, not worth my time. Go go listen to that if you want from from last week. Yes. We are back and uh, we are we are live now. We are we are here to cover all the news and notes that we've missed in the last couple of weeks, including Michael Avenatti giving us some good content to, to deal with. Uh, we have Rich Paul to talk about. Um, that that was a a, a moment. That came and went, <laughs> where uh, Rich Paul was was in the news in college basketball for like three days. Um, we have a lot of stuff to hit, Tate. We're going to do our best to get to all of it, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All 
All right, it's Tuesday in Los Angeles. All three of us are back together in the studio for the first time in what, like six months, seven months, it feels like, for God's sakes. For God's sakes, what's going on here? Uh, we're all back from vacation. What'd you guys do? I, 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 I had some fun. You were in like Palm Springs, right, Kate? Yeah, but I wasn't there for like a full week of vacation. I was here, uh, you know, at the office, grinding hard every single day. Your last life week. is a vacation, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to Palm Springs. It was a good time. Had someone, uh, as we were walking in, the one little story I have, I was, as I was walking in to go see one of my favorite people, Toro and moi, do a DJ set, mm-hmm. goes by Chaz Bear now. I was walking in and a friend of mine who I call Cousin Brian, he's a cousin of one of my good friends, he was saying to me, we're going to act wild we're gonna get battered we're gonna act reckless in here Mm -hmm. for this dj set because i'm very excited about it and i'm like i gotta be careful because there's sometimes you know there may be a podcast fan that is in these types of environments i don't want to see them you know see me act out in a certain way right you got a back to worry about too you know there's a future. So Cousin Brian, big fan of Pardon My Take and all these other shows. He's like, man, shut up. Ain't nobody going to see you. Ain't nobody going to come talk to you. Nobody knows who you are. And at that moment, some guy came up to me and goes, Tate. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on, man? What's your name? Give him a handshake. He's like, love the podcast, man. Big fan. Hope you have a great time today. Don't get too crazy. And I was like, see, I told you. Oh, my God. So it all worked Good out. Good for man. you, That's man. all I had. That's Good all for I you. had for the weekend. But then I had a great time. But you were out in the wilderness, Dude, which we, is what really matters. What was hilarious was... uh. While we were away, you and I couldn't have had any more polar opposite experiences <laughs> of what we were doing. I'm like watching Tate's Instagram stories and he's at the DJ things. And like I, I follow all your buddies on Instagram too yes, that I knew you yes. were with. And like we had very different experiences. I was I was just <laughs> chilling out in the sun, just drinking beer on a kayak in a lake, and Tate was getting fucking turnt. Um yeah, man, I, w- I went to Lake Tahoe, I went to Yosemite, I mm-hmm. went to Sequoia, I went to Mammoth Lakes. Um I was like all over the uh the Sierra Mountains for a week. It was a good time. Cleared my head. Um, my takeaways are this. Here, here I, I got a few notes. Number one, um, Lake Tahoe fucking rules. I really like Lake Tahoe. I'd like to go back there. Yosemite, too many people. We got, mm. we got to do something about that. Yosemite, here, I, I, have a, I have a pitch to the National Park Service. We got to come up with like things in Yosemite that, uh, that, that are diversions. You got to like come up with sideshow th- attractions because like everyone wants to go see El Capitan, the, the, the mountain that the dude climbed with the free solo guy. Yes. You know what yes. I'm talking about? Yes. So like getting there is like a pain the in the ass. The most stressful thing I've ever watched. Yeah. Which by the way, when you're standing in front of that thing, it, it really is like the greatest achievement in the history of mankind. Like I'm standing there just looking at that, like what the fuck? I wouldn't even climb 10 feet in the air on that thing. And <laughs> the dude climbed the whole thing. Um, but there are too many people going there. There are like too many people going to the half dome thing, which is like the other cool thing. We need to come up like they need to put out something that that they just need to make some bullshit. So like all the the people that don't actually know what's going on just see the sign like, ooh, that looks fun. And then they go all go over there. And then those of us in the know can actually go to the cool stuff. That's my idea. So um that's my takeaway from Yosemite. What else? What else did I do? We went fishing a lot. This was hilarious. Uh I suck at fishing. But I know that, so I was having fun just like on out on a kayak. I'd throw the thing in there, and like I I would forget to reel it in or even pay attention. <laughs> I'm just drinking beer on the, and Keller's like surgically going around. Like this dude spent like he watched four YouTube videos on how to fish, and then he spent like a thousand dollars on fishing equipment. He's like, I'm gonna fucking rake these fish in. So I'm, I'm I'm every so often I peek my head out of my kayak and look what he's up to, and he's just like surgically going about it, and like he's licking his finger and testing the wind, and like <laughs> he's taking it very seriously. Uh, this man caught one fish on the entire trip. <laughs> I only caught two, but uh, I feel good about it because like I wasn't even trying. Yeah. I was just like, fuck it, I'm throwing it out there. I like to imagine it's like that Geico commercial, the fish are down there and they're like, got some? And they yeah. tug it a little bit and then yeah. Keller's like, let's go, let's go. 
He also did he get sunburned? I know he had like he, every single. No, I don't layer know. I mean, he, he was putting on sunscreen. Maybe that's why he didn't catch fish. He was just putting on sunscreen every five minutes. Um, <laughs> but no, we we went fishing for trout, which apparently are like really hard to catch. Like they're not hard. You just have to know what you're doing, and we definitely do not know what we're doing. Like we come from the background of just you throw a fucking worm on a hook and throw it in your pond mm. at your neighborhood. And then bluegill just start fighting over it. Um, that's not how this works. So anyway, fishing was the thing. And then my last note was this: uh, uh, Fresno, not that bad, not that bad of a city. Fresno gets a lot of shit. I was a, uh, I, I spent a night in a Motel Six in Fresno, California. It was not that bad. That's my report. I drove by Fresno State. Fresno State, not much. Um, wouldn't be that excited to go to Fresno State again. But the, the city itself, not that bad. So yeah, not that bad. Go. And a uh, good friend of mine, Charlie Hume from uh, Fresno, grew up in Fresno. I actually and like Fresno. Like a great guy, yeah. Fresno was a cool time. Like, yeah, we stayed at the Motel 6. Keller, t- the, the, the bathroom, the, the toilet wouldn't flush right. Keller takes a shit and just leaves it and then decides he, instead of Let's calling. Let's be honest. Yeah. The Motel 6 has seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> instead of calling the desk to get to get it fixed, he decides, I'll just shut the door and contain the smell in the bathroom. So then I take a, I fall asleep and then at like 3 a.m., like, the uh, the the smell had seeped under the door, and I was like, "We gotta fucking do it. this." Is I'm 32 years old, dude. I can't be living like this. <laughs> so that's the report on the vacation. It was a good time, man. Yeah, it's good to be back, though. Can we ask about Kyle's vacation? Because yeah, Kyle, Kyle uh, he texted me, called me uh, randomly the other night when he was in Mar Vista. He's like, "I am finally on the west side. I am in Mar Vista. Ooh. I just walked by Tony P's. What a magical place!" And in my mind, I'm like, "My God, Kyle, you gotta get outside. You gotta get to, you gotta drive to the beach. You gotta sometime. get off Melrose every so often." And, yeah. and then I go to this village that he's staying in. One of my friends is also living in that place, Mariner's Village. It's basically like Myrtle Beach. You know what I mean? You go in mm-hmm. there. These are condos that look like Myrtle Beach. Seems like a senior frogs would be around. I walk in, and of course, our gregarious Kyle wearing his Maui Invitational shirt, looking like the full <laughs> beach dog Wait, that you, he is. He looks like Moondog from Beach Bum. You bumped into Kyle? Yeah, I went and saw him over there because he I, called him, I called him at like fucking nine. Oh, but you knew night. you knew he was there. I thought I thought you just like were randomly walking no. to the bar and like Kyle. Is Kyle called me. and was like, "How far away okay. are you?" And I'm I like, "I'm ten minutes, <laughs> and, it, and yeah. it's worth it's worth coming to see what you're doing right now." And he was doing everything I hoped and more. So <laughs> Kyle good, had a vacation dude. too. We all everyone's on vacation. You know that the end of that story is funny. That dude that was there, yes, um, he locked us out of the Airbnb, and I had to sleep in the car with Alana. Uh, and I, I had a podcast. So I basically <laughs> slept in the car because I was I was hammered. He locked us out at like 2, <laughs> 2 a.m. Uh, and it, what the girl who got the Airbnb was gone. It was just us two and that guy. And he locked us out. And we thought he left. I guess he was talking to security. And we just slept in our car. And I fucking... So it ended horribly. And then I drove here and did a 9 a.m. BS pod yesterday. It went from Kyle bragging to me about, look at this. Like, we get this whole Airbnb to ourselves. I got a thing at 9. I got to get up for her, But this will be great to you sleeping in your car. Because he grabbed... He, he, we were walking to see if there was a hot tub there. And he said he grabbed the keys. And when we came back from not finding the hot tub, he pulls out my fucking house keys. And he was like, what? And that was the end of our awesome time. Where did he sleep? I don't know. I thought he left. And then he thought... Oh, we left, and I don't know. He made it back somehow. Probably slept. I in left that my apartment. wallet there. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, vacation. We're all right, back. yeah, fun time. So <laughs> we all back. had a great time. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about basketball? Should we? I yeah, guess we should. We yeah. probably should. We promised the fans that uh, that that's what the show. That's Let's the basketball. That is the premise of the show. Is we do mm. talk about the things going on in the basketball world. Um, we got to start with the the Nike stuff. Did you see this? There's yes. cheating in college basketball, apparently. Wow. Um, why why should anyone give a shit? Is my question. I was away when the story broke. Again, I was on a boat, um, just in the middle of Lake Tahoe, enjoying life. And I I got on Twitter. I had somehow had service, and I saw the story, and I was like, I really want to dive into this, but at the same time, 
fuck it. And I put my phone away and then, uh, I don't know. And then I, I, I thought like, and then I checked it later that night and I was like, what, what is, what is the story here? I kind of read into it. Like Avenatti has, they, 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 they released documents in federal trial or whatever in federal court to say Nike was organizing payments to like Zion Williamson, Romeo Langford. It was documents. And that's pretty much it. Like, documents who, yeah. sounds a lot more official than it is. It right. was text messages from 2017 with Michael Avenatti and the EYBL guy, Du Bois. Yeah. Du Bois, whatever he is. Uh, and basically it's all about how we're trying to figure out how much money it will take to get Romeo Langford and Zion mm-hmm. Williamson, who are still available to go to these schools we want them to go to. And the numbers were 35 plus for Zion probably not $35, probably $35,000, mm-hmm. 20000 for Romeo Langford, and then an unnamed Michigan player who apparently was redacted because he was an underage player. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. And here we are. Cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> like, who get? I don't know, dude. Who, you, you, we, we talked about this yesterday when you, you called me and, like, we were ch- just uh, uh, checking back up on each other. I hadn't talked in a while. Um, and we, This brought, got brought up. You made a great point. Uh, who, who is keeping tabs on all of this at this point mm-hmm. who is like like all these stories come out you and i do this the, the, the we see the headline we get on the podcast we talk about the headline we're like well that's going to be interesting when this all plays out but then no one ever like checks how it but plays what out year was no that, one cares Titus? about it. Yeah. that was 2017 <laughs> i know it's two years later i mean everyone it's 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 such a who cares who gives a fuck i'm so over all this can no, i do nothing's a quick gonna refresh happen. on avenatti is he the guy he's a lawyer that was he is Stormy Daniels, Stormy Daniels lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, who was he was some sort of blackmail guy, right, or something like that. Yeah, the, it sounds like you got it. <laughs> okay, yeah. he was basically trying to extort Nike for cash to say, yeah. if you guys don't pay me out, I am going to basically spill the beans on all of you. And Nike was like, "Do it, bitch. Good luck." Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure because he's Stormy Daniels' lawyer, so like Nike knows that. He whatever this guy, around. yeah, or no, <laughs> Nike knows like whatever this guy says, like they can spin it and be like, that guy's a degenerate. Don't listen to him. He's full of shit. Um, they, they know he doesn't have like the greatest image. Okay. To the I just wanted public. everyone to get a nice even though, on this guy, even though he's a hundred percent correct. Uh, so it's just like he's he's basically like Jose Canseco. You know when Jose Canseco got busted for steroids and yes. he was like, and he I wrote the book, people, yeah, and he's like, I know all these people, and everyone's like, come on, Jose, you're just being whatever. But he actually turned out to be right. That's kind of what Avenatti's got. So going it's perfect on. It's for like, Nike that this is the guy. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, exactly. Be any better for Nike? We still have to make T-shirts that say "And Duke." Dot dot dot. Because that was <laughs> yeah, that was right. his greatest tweet. You know, that was the one that everyone was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh no!" Yeah, Duke's you remember involved. that? He, he th- that was what he's most famous for for this show was uh the 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 day he just goes on a tweeting rampage of like I'm going yes. to release everything, yeah. and then he had the one tweet that just said "And Duke." Dot dot dot. Right. Yeah. And it was right Which before March Madness. It was very timely. It yeah. was. It seems like someone who was. I remember how I was yeah. feeling at that time yeah that was great yes that was the last time we did a podcast all in the same room (laughs) yeah and duke fun times and duke so yeah i mean what what else like the the only other note i I would have from this is that it's just the perfect timing that oregon is apparently landing every recruit thereafter as all of this is coming to light the the avenatti stuff nike's getting yahoo's throwing nike and avenatti all over headlines and payments to players and all this stuff and then the flagship nike school in the same exact time frame as landing like every recruit thereafter. Like you're just seeing the other headlines in college basketball. It's like on one side, it's like Avenatti says Nike's paying players. On the other side, the headlines are like Oregon lands four-star, Oregon lands five-star, Oregon. (laughs) And it's all happening at the exact same time, which is too perfect really. But yeah. I don't see the connection. I don't see how that I don't get it. Uh, I will say also, if you go and just type in Zion Williamson and go Google news alerts, there's no, none of the Avenatti stuff comes up with Zion. It comes up like, 
Pelicans ticket prices going up with Zion on board. Mm -hmm. Rookies don't vote Zion as top career with his rookie class. <laughs> Zion Williamson putting on 20 pounds of muscle. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing about Avenatti. There's nothing about the $35,000. And I don't know if that's Google. Zion just being Williamson nice. breaks first sweat working out this offseason last week. <laughs> like he, I'll tell you, and then there were stories about how Zion. And actually, the quote was said, it was pretty humid out. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time in four months, Zion Williamson worked out today. Uh, he actually is playing basketball, folks. Um, yeah, forget all that. The, the real story, the, the 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 thing that I really want to talk about a little bit is this: uh, the NCAA instituting what got dubbed the Rich Paul rule, only because LeBron hijacked the whole thing. Um, and then the rule get everyone. There's an outcry over it, and then everyone uh, loses their mind, and then they take the rule away. And that happened in the two weeks that we were gone. That basically the NCAA comes out and says. Uh, what were the stipulations? It's only for it's only for the NCA. This this was the confusing thing to me because they said basically agents have to have a college degree, a bachelor's degree. Yes, you have to be certified for three years by the the NBA Players Association, and you have to pass this written test at NCA HQ to be. And, and if you do all that, then you can represent the players. The players but, that are testing the water, right? right but yes. it's only the players that are testing the water, so it's like a very small pool of guys. Because like the guy, like if if you're Zion Williamson coming out, like you're like fuck the NCA, I'm done with you anyway. I don't need to follow. I can hire whoever I want as an agent. Um, so it felt like like when they announced it, it felt like a very small thing. But then LeBron got involved, and then the 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 Billis crowd. I don't I don't know if Billis himself did, but like the whole the whole theme of the internet of like anytime the NCA does anything, we have to yell at how wrong it is. Uh, that happened, and NCA got a ton of backlash for it, and it turned into this big thing. And then the NCA was like, "We're sorry, we didn't mean anything," and they took it away. That all happened in the time we were gone, Tate. In the time we recorded podcast, and now they put in this new rule and took it away because everyone lost their minds. And it was so quick; everyone moved so quickly on this. Like LeBron basically starts his hashtag hashtag Rich Paul rule, which I mean, let's be honest. What did Rich Paul say? He said, "I'm not going to go take no test." Yeah, of course. Like I'm not going. Like what are you talking about? I'm going to fly to Indianapolis and take a test. That was the most degree. Everyone was making a thing about the uh, bachelor's degree and how it was. There's some sort of something going on and bias or whatever about like why like there are guys that don't get bachelor's degrees that are smart, whatever. My big hangup was the test in, at, at in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Like I, that's the thing you should be upset about is like mm -hmm. fuck the bachelor's degree. Like who wants to voluntarily fly to Indianapolis to take a test and. No, to hell with that. Especially when you're already an agent and already right, have right, players that right. you're already dealing with. It makes no sense. And then Rich Paul wrote this big thing. Uh, I think it was in, uh, who do you, oh, The Athletic, right? And I was mm -hmm. like, it was a player's tribune, all these different places. He wrote in The Athletic and it was basically like, a, is a four-year degree. So you degree. read the first paragraph? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally only read the first paragraph. So here's as much as I saw. And, I, and it was a dot, 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 and I don't know where it went from there. But he basically said, is a four-year degree really the different, differentiator between a con artist and an ethical person? Mm -hmm. Which I was like, way to go, Rich. Great ass there. And then it all comes back to the real problem, which is Condoleezza Rice. And, <laughs> and the Rice Commission at large. So this is something that the Rice Commission decided that they should do. They're like, well, why don't we just, you know, make these guys get bachelor's degrees? That seems like we'll get rid of yeah. some of the riffraff out here. And you're like, Condoleezza, some people don't have college in the cards. Right. And they may be a very smart person that wants to help someone out. That does not really check out which comes back to why the Rice Commission does not work. You can't get good guys to tell bad guys how to do their business. Mm -hmm. You got to get bad guys to figure out what bad guys are up to, a la Suicide Squad. So 
bump the Rice Commission. Mm. Let's get every cheater that's ever cheated in college basketball that is the still Godfrey alive. The Godfrey Commission. Yes. And l- let's get Mark Godfrey on <laughs> yes. board. Yes. And let's run this thing. The Patino Commission. I agree. Right? Like, that's that's the only way this works. Like, let's get Deadshot and the boys, a.k.a. Rick Patino, and yeah. let's get him in there, get him in a room and yeah. say, how does this work? How do we stop this? What is reasonable? What is rational? What is really the number that these guys need to get them there? Well, where it'll work out, maybe $35,000. That's what Nike thinks. And let's figure it out. Because the Rice Commission, everything that they've done is basically wrong. So, everything. Yeah, it's like Silence of the Lamb shit where Rick Patino is is the serial killer yes. explaining how yes. the serial killer <laughs> operates, right? Yes. Silence of the and Lamb. And I think that we should be on that committee yeah. as well because one, we're willing to say we know that it's happening. Oh, we know how it's happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the NCAA a little bit, and I really hate that I have to do this because I don't want to. But um, I, I I'm just, not blaming I, the NCAA. I'm blaming the Rice Commission for suggesting such a dumb idea. But it's but I don't think it's that dumb of an idea in the sense that like I see where they were coming from. That there is a problem if you go to any AAU event in the world and you watch like if you, who's the number number one player in the country right now? I don't I don't remember who. Uh, uh, Let's just say Isaiah Todd. I know he's yeah. in 2020. Yeah, really there you good. go. Yeah. Isaiah Todd, 2020 class. Um, if if you go if you go to an AAU event and just watch Isaiah Todd walk into a gym and then just watch like who comes up to him during that time, there are a lot of shady motherfuckers that are going to come up to him mm-hmm. and start talking to him. And I I I say this from experience. Ten years ago, when it was happening to Greg Oden, and I we're we're 13 years old and we're going to these AAU tournaments and there's not a lot of people around. And then suddenly, when we're 16 years old, like just the scuzziest motherfuckers on earth are suddenly popping up everywhere. Um, so I think like. you know, I I assume this is still happening. It's even gotten worse. So I think that the NCAA looks at this and says, we got to figure something out. What is the common denominator with all these scuzzy motherfuckers? They all probably dropped out of high school and are trying to their get rich quick scheme to, to con like 17 year olds into trusting them. Um, So they thought, let's do this bachelor's degree thing and that'll weed them out and then it'll be easy. And we can package it as though, like we're looking after the kids because we value education. We are, and we are a college system where we want the, the players to get an education. So now we're going to want the agents to get an education. All that stuff sort of makes sense to me. But like you said, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it backfired. It was not a well thought out idea. But it, but but I see where they were coming from. I see where they're coming from. But it also it does have a layer of profiling underneath it. Where yes, it's definitely. Like you see a guy in a velour suit and he's talking to Isaiah Todd and you're saying to yourself, he probably does not have a college degree. And if you go up and you you know, test that, and he does. Yeah. Then you're doing the oh, oh shit. Oh my bad. I I thought you were someone else. I I'm gonna go over there. See yeah, you later. Right, right. And that's what made it weird. And then Rich Paul made it about himself. And then LeBron right. made it about Rich Paul. And then Draymond Green and Ben Simmons and all these other people were tweeting about the Rich so, Paul rule. And the problem is like we are. I understand it because you don't have to have a bachelor's degree to be smart to be a to be a contributor to society. I don't. You know, like I do think that that is wrong to like basically say if you have a bachelor's degree you're a better person than someone who doesn't. But at the same time, I understand the the desire to want some sort of certification process and to make it. Um, I, I understand the idea of putting a bunch of hurdles in place to get to weed out the the, the bad players, so to speak. Uh, so I do understand that, and I guess that was they just arrived on bachelor's degree and thought that was just kind of a an, an easy catch all thing to do, but didn't really think it all the way through. That's all. But um, at the same time, like it is a very small pool, so I don't understand why it became that big of a deal. Because you know, if you're Rich Paul, like. Do you really want to represent like the? I don't even know who tested the waters this year. Um, <laughs> like, you know, do you really want to represent like the 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 
lower level guys or you know or are you trying to go after the Zion Williamson which is why it was funny because it obviously is not the Rich Paul rule it right, really had exactly. nothing to do with Rich Paul like Rich Paul trying to sign Cam Reddish Cam Reddish is not going to test the waters you know what I mean right. Cam, Cam Reddish is going to the NBA so it was more I think of a let's use this guy as the face of this and then let's blow it out because yeah. LeBron hates the NCAA in general uh, everybody does big, it's very yeah, easy like yeah. I hate the NCAA as well I'm just saying I'm just I just like calling out people who it's low-hanging fruit that the NCAA does anything and you just say, this is wrong, this is horseshit, this is so wrong, and everyone just loses their minds. Because you know, as a, as, as a sports pundit, Tate, that the <laughs> easiest way to get retweets and likes is to just have like a, a fucking update on your Twitter that whenever the NCAA tweets anything, to just like quote tweet and be like, this is stupid, I hate this. And everyone's like, yes, yes, retweet. I mean, that, I, I just don't like that part of it all. Or, no one, or just take it and say, pay the players. Yeah, and pay, the, pay, yeah, pay the damn players. Retweet, yeah. retweet, yeah, retweet. 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 Like, wow. Jay Billis quote tweet. Yeah, you're a fucking hero. Congratulations on, no one had thought of that idea before to pay the players. Um, but yeah, it is it is a shitty rule, but I don't think like we should crucify the NCAA for, because uh, I think they had good intentions. I think ultimately for them, the number one thing they care about more than anything else, they don't care about the guys playing in the NBA. They don't care. They, they care about protecting the, and I, again, this is, everyone's going to roll their eyes and do the jury out motion. But if you're the NCAA, you're saying we, we care about protecting the players in college basketball. Pay the players then, you motherfuckers. I get that. But uh, they, they want to protect the players and they see this as a problem that these scuzzy people are getting access to the players. So like, this is a way to fix that. And ultimately, I think they had good intentions. It was just a bad rule. So they, uh, but I do, I don't really like that they succumb to public pressure. That's another thing is that I, I like that the rule doesn't exist. I like that they took it away. But my NCAA and my, my dad's NCAA, my granddaddy's NCAA. David certainly, Stern would not have backed down. Would not have backed down. Yes, he would have right. said like, David Stern would have said, you need a master's. I changed my mind. You need a fucking master's now. To, you need a PhD to represent You have to be guys. a doctor yeah. to represent these kids. You have to do open heart surgery on yes. every one of your clients. If you cannot incubate the player, then you cannot represent him and in the next level. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really... I don't really know where we go from here. I'm just very happy that uh, Mark Schleybach was the one that wrote the story about them <laughs> repealing the rule. So, Schleybach. congratulations, Do, God bless you. Do any of these guys have their like family actually representing them? Is that a thing that changed? Like, does, is anyone's like uncle? It's just like he's he's on my team. He's my guy. You and mean he's, you're talking to him after at, when they go to the league? Or when I'm saying I'm saying like for testing the waters or whatever. Like, um, is it a thing where it's like talk to my uncle because he's got my back? And I, I can't think of any back. examples. I mean that that definitely is how they if, get to colleges. That's that's, that's like, how they get to college. Yeah, but yeah, I'm but saying, I don't think. I don't, I don't know of any example to do that. I'm well, sure if someone listening the, the, would the It'd kid, be stupid if they did, right? But I mean, yeah. some people just only trust their blood family, I guess. I don't the know. New Zealand kid, RJ Hampton, right? His dad's an agent. So oh, right. maybe, oh, yeah. yeah, he's one of those guys. That Brad, maybe, Stevens, Brad Stevens' wife's his agent. I don't know if that helps. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It doesn't help, but that's an interesting fact. <laughs> he's also from Indiana. People forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone forgets it's that. From, yeah. I, I, can't, yeah. I quickly, you mentioned Brad Stevens. I want to throw something out. Here's the here's the wildest theory I have going on in the basketball world because nothing else is really going on. I've been watching all the Team USA workouts where they do like the one-on-one yeah. drills against each other. And I keep seeing Steve Kerr watching all these Celtics guys. Yeah. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you know, Kimba, obviously. And I'm thinking to myself, what if Brad is just, I'm tired of, you know, kind of resetting the wheel mm -hmm. here. I, I don't want to do all this. I should just go back to college. Ooh, I like this. And Continue. then Steve Kerr goes to the Celtics because mm -hmm. he's like, I'm tired. I'm I'm worn I'm out by the I'm dynasty. <laughs> I'm worn out. I got to get to Boston. I'm tired. And I'm thinking about all this happening and then just how bad Team USA looks. I'm like, what? Like, who? What is going on here? Yeah. How, how have we gotten to this point? It's like Kimball Walker is our great hope. Uh, but the whole point is Steve Kerr to the Celtics. 
I like that idea. I like I like Team USA making that happen. Not right now, maybe in a couple years, but I okay. like the groundwork is being laid. He looks too happy watching Marcus <laughs> Smart not yell at him like Draymond. You know what I mean? He just looks like he's having a great time. So your theory is that all the coaches are going to be tired and they just <laughs> My theory is that they're all going to just get too close cuz everyone's like you know, we, they don't think we're good. We're all going to come together and then Steve Kerr is going to get out of there. He's like okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm going like to Celtics. This. I like Spain. And Brad Stevens is going to come back to college basketball. It's basically just a ploy to get Brad Stevens to say, "You know what? I'm out." Brad Come home, Brad. Come home. Please come home. Uh, what what else is there? What else is there to 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 talk about with this stuff? Um, Quickly, Romeo Langford. Also, you have to bring up. Uh, we did not know how he got to Indiana. There was a lot of rumors. Mm-hmm. He got to Indiana because he was Indiana Mr. Basketball. Oh, that's it's, right. It's his birthright. Yeah, 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 yeah to play he, in Indiana. He, play for the Hoosiers. That's yeah. right. He just had to yeah. do that. Uh, yeah. twenty thousand dollars was discussed, <laughs> and then there was a separate text that was basically like, "We lost him to Adidas." You know what? You know what, Tate? I will speak on behalf of all people from Indiana that support Indiana in any way, shape, or form. I think this is I will good say, news for Indiana. No, that means I'm gonna, that I'm gonna self-impose, Adidas helped. I'm going to self-impose a, a a sanction here on behalf of Indiana University. Take yes. away take away all NCAA tournament wins that Romeo Langford was a part of. Mm-hmm. I'll drop the hammer. I'm saying we're just going to do it. We're going to do it right now. Take away, take away the whole tournament berth as well. Take away the whole NCAA tournament appearance that didn't actually happen. Seems year. fair. Seems fair. Way to go, Indiana. Way to, way to be honest and forthright. There we go. That's Just what, come that's out, what say Coach it, Knight would want. Say we're going to take away all the Big Ten titles we won with Romeo Linkford, all of the <laughs> NCAA tournament appearances, all of it. Take them all down. Take all the banners down. Um, Speaking of speaking of teams I'm interested in, Ohio State won the basketball tournament. Did you see this? Yes. Yeah. Diebler had a nice little steal at the OSB, end. OSP bumped, dude. It happened. We had John on. I, I razzed him. I said, you guys are going to blow it like you did last year where you guys lost to the Jimmer team mm-hmm. um, and then they they went out and won. Am I taking credit for it? Yes, of course. Because I'm sitting on my couch. I'm jealous as shit that all the guys that I played with are like getting together and having their reunion. I'm following them all on social media and they're like all going out to dinner together and having fun and no one ever mentions my name because they, all of them completely forgot about me and don't give a shit about me whatsoever mm-hmm. and I'm just like fuming at my couch watching this all happen and uh, then they win and I, I try not to cry. I like to think you're like Bushimi uh, and Billy Madison. And you're sitting there yeah. and you're marking people. You're like Evan Turner's at the top yeah. of the list. Yeah. You're just waiting for the next phone call. Hey, what's up, Diebler? Uh, Mark him out. I called Diebler after the game and he didn't answer. Never hit me back. <laughs> Never hit me. And then uh, I was I was Instagramming from uh, on vacation this past week. And, <laughs> and then t- you go to Instagram, you see Diebler singing "We Are the Champions." No, no dude. I, I was I was like putting out pictures on my Instagram story, whatever, and he responded to one of them, just said "Doucher," and that was all he said. <laughs> Like I, I was, I was holding up a fish or something. I was like, well, I caught a fish and I took a picture of it. And then I was like, Hey, I caught this fish. And Duber said, Doucher. And that's all I've talked to him since they won. And I tried calling him to congratulate him and all that stuff. Congratulations, but, John. Great steal at the end. I, I my, did bi- win, yeah. my biggest gripe with the the tournament, the whatever it is, is that they do it to sixty six in the title game. That's who wins first to sixty six. No, they do the this the Elam ending. You didn't watch this? No, I mean, okay. I, I okay. mean, so what, it, what do you mean the okay. Elam ending? Okay, no, this is great. Yeah, this is uh, this. um, they started last year, I think. They they stopped the clock with like four minutes. I want to say the first uh, like where the under four timeout would happen. So um, so that's when I started watching. It yeah, was like exactly. sixty one to like fifty six or something like right. that. Yes. Yeah. Um. So w- they they take the score when the first dead ball happens at under four timeout. They take the score and you add eight points, I believe, to whoever is in the lead, and that is the that is the target score. So if I'm you have, so glad I didn't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have fifty eight points, it's probably what happened. Like whoever you stop it, whoever's in the lead then has to score eight more points. And then it, the the whole point is like you take away the fouling at the end because, um, you know, like in real basketball they they foul a lot and then 
you drag out the game. It's the whole thing. So now if you foul, guys just go to the free throw. And that's how Ohio State won, actually. Yeah, they won on on free throws. throws. Um, So the whole point is to take away that, which is kind of perfect that they won on free throws. But uh, yeah. So the number can always be different. It isn't just 66. Yeah, it's not always 66. Okay. No. no, All right. Well, I was going to suggest 69, race to 69. We could get a little corporate branding going there Mm -hmm. with the tournament, but now it seems like it's all a lie, all a farce. We should start our own tournament team. We should uh, should start a lot of things. I have a lot of ideas. Yeah, basketball. I've gotten asked the past two years to make a tournament team, Mm -hmm. and every single time I'm like, I'm down. And then I start reaching out, and everyone's like, nah, Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I don't have – I was like, like, oh, I just wanted to ask. It's no big deal. I just want to be clear. I don't care about any of this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like down to Quentin Thomas. I'm like, hey, Quentin, how you doing, man? You want to play? He's like, nah, I quit basketball eight years ago. Um, There is basketball going on outside of the United States, though, Tate. There is uh, um, a lot of these college teams are going across the to, to Italy. I saw Syracuse went four mm-hmm. zero um, in Italy, and apparently the word is that they were playing a little man to man on this trip. What what does that do for you? You're the ACC whisperer. What do we think about this? What is Jim Beheim? What does he have up his sleeve? They go to Syracuse. A guy a guy on Twitter pointed this out to me that Syracuse is named after a city in Italy called Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Syracuse goes to Italy, but does not go to Syracuse, Italy, which is a little interesting tidbit. Um, but they went 4-0 and played man-to-man. Your thoughts? Well, let's be honest. Jim Beheim did not know that, nor does he care. He's like, I'm not going to go <laughs> check something out like that. I barely will go to Greensboro. Uh, yeah, my thoughts are that maybe Buddy Beheim is in there, and he's talking to his dad, and his dad's finally listening to someone in there, and he's like, why don't we play a little man-to-man? Mm-hmm. So maybe that happened. Maybe. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of. You know? I don't know. But good you know, good on Syracuse. Maybe, maybe it's like a scouting report thing where like, you know, like football teams will throw out a play in week one to just have it on film. Isn't, yes. that, isn't that a coach's thing? You're like, mm-hmm. we just want to put this on film. So then I'll be able to worry about it. Maybe they're just putting stuff on film. So now like all the ACC teams are like, shit. Now we have to prepare for the zone and man-to-man. What? Mm-hmm. That's confusing. And then they just play zone the whole season. That was the classic uh, Butch Davis. Is like yeah. they run this little like John Shoe bend around and then Bobby Rowe and throw a pass. Everyone's like, you got to watch out for the yeah. fullback. He can throw the football. Uh-huh. It's like he's never going to throw the football. <laughs> and in the one game he did throw the football was in the Florida yeah. State game and it was picked. <laughs> Those are the best. But I do love Bobby Rowe. He's a those good are player. the best plays. The I want to. I want a compilation video of all the trick plays that end with interceptions and stuff. Like, oh, absolutely. Those are the absolute best plays where it's like some elaborate thing, and you know, like some assistant coach has been on the head coach for like a month and a half. Like, coach, we got to call it. We got to call the play. The mm. boys are ready. They're ready to run it. And you know that everything that goes behind calling this play, where it's like three laterals and like the you got your second string punter is like ends up throwing the ball. <laughs> and then he fucking throws it right to the linebacker or something. Oh my god, those are the, those are my favorite plays in college football. I love them. And the entire defense is like, this is perfect. Like they, <laughs> you just basically just sit there and wait. You're like, all right, let's wait for these idiots to figure out who's going to throw it. <laughs> oh god, they really are the best. Um, <laughs> uh, let's call. Uh, I, I want to call Jordan Henry, our, okay. our guy from uh, yes. our guy from Canada, because we were talking about this before. Canadian the show. correspondent. There's a lot of stuff going on in Canada. Um, Carlton, <laughs> Carlton. The Canadian team that wipes the floor with all these NCAA teams, they lost a game tape. We've got to talk to him about this. We have to talk to him about Canada might have a better World Cup team than the United States. As you said, we're, we're dog shit right now. Mm-hmm. And then the Raptors won the title. Uh, so I reached out to Jordan, and, and he said he would come on the show. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to him real quick. Uh, here, here is us talking to uh, our Canadian correspondent, the One Shiny Podcast Canadian correspondent, the man who bills himself as the John Rothstein of Canada, Jordan Henry. All right, before we talk to Jordan Henry, I want to first talk to Tate about a company called Roman. With two-thirds of guys experiencing noticeable hair loss by age 35, most guys assume losing their hair is inevitable as age. Some don't care. 
Some shave their head. Some embrace hats. But what they don't know is that they're FDA-approved medication designed to stop hair loss and even regrow your hair. That's why those of us here at One Shiny Podcast are excited to partner with Roman. Are, are, are any of us balding? What's the balding status with us? I think I'm doing all right. I think we're doing all right. I'm doing, yeah. yeah. I'm the oldest. I got gray hairs in my beard and stuff. But I think you're I think like I'm the fine. silver fox, though. Yeah, that's, good. yeah, that's cool. Look, look I mean, good. definitely I like two years ago, I was pulling my hair out. <laughs> for sure. But maybe better now. Uh, Roman makes it easier to get safe, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, all from your phone or computer. And when you go to GetRoman.com slash Shining, your online visit is free. Consult with a U.S. licensed physician through their secure online platform. No awkward conversations with receptionists or reading bad magazines in the waiting rooms. Once your doctor ensures that treatment will be safe and effective for you, Roman's dedicated pharmacy can ship you medication for free with two-day shipping and discreet packaging. If you're noticing unwanted hair loss, starting treatment early is the key, and Roman can help you. Roman is giving One Shining Podcast listeners a free online visit at GetRoman.com slash Shining. That is GetRoman.com slash Shining for a free visit to get started. Go to GetRoman.com slash Shining. Get your hair back. Get your confidence back. Make it happen. And now, Jordan Henry. All right, joining us on the line is a uh, a two-time guest. This is a second time on Tate. We've had him on before. Yes. We had him on last year. Uh, he, he, he came on last year to explain the phenomenon. Why, why do... The good the 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 college basketball teams that we perceive to be good. Why do they go in the summer up to Canada and get their asses kicked by Carlton? This this is a phenomenon that keeps happening in college basketball. Uh, he we dubbed him our Canadian correspondent. He calls himself the John Rothstein of Canada. His name is Jordan Henry. He is joining us. Jordan, have you are you still hungover from the Raptors winning the NBA title? That's our first yes. question. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been riding that wave pretty much the entire summer. Uh, Kawhi leaving has not impacted the mood up north whatsoever. That's that's good to hear because that was uh that was I really wanted to talk to you about that. Is like I imagine you guys are just like over the moon and don't really care at this point. Like how, like the Raptors could not make the playoffs for like the next ten years, and I don't think you guys would care, right? Yeah, I mean everybody everybody here now just likes to get on everybody that likes to put the Orlando Magic ahead of the Raptors in East predictions. So I vividly that's been the new obsession. I vividly remember we did this thing at the ringer uh, going into last season. It was like in October. We did this NBA Palooza thing where Tate and I had got thrown onto a, um, some panel. We were doing some big draft or something. And I, I, I vividly remember this where Simmons turned to me and he goes, Titus, because he was trying to get a read on like the, the average NBA fan. Like obviously everyone that works at the ringer is like diehard into the NBA. And he, was, he turned to me because I'm like a guy that likes basketball. I watch the NBA, but I don't like religiously follow it. So he turns to me and he goes, Titus, are you excited about the Raptors? And I said, no, why would I be excited about the Raptors? <laughs> I was like, I'm never excited about the Raptors. I said, I like Canada a lot, but the Raptors are the Raptors. I'm not excited about them. And then um, you guys won the title. I vividly remember that. So uh, I would like to apologize to the entire country. <laughs> you should have just listened to uh, Rastillo. I think he was low-key in on them from the beginning. Oh, really? So- he laid he laid some groundwork, I think, slowly throughout the year. I will I didn't want to take all the credit, but there was some Rastillo groundwork like in the Raptors all year. I will confess that I don't think I realized Kawhi was on the Raptors at the time when I was asked the question. I thought it was still DeRozan and Lowry, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not getting excited about those guys again. <laughs> no, I've seen it before. That's fair. <laughs> um anyway, uh w- the reason we're having you on now is because uh we these 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 teams are in the midst of their tours, and breaking news out of Canada is that Carlton lost a game, and this is a this is a big deal. Um, is 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 this a, is this a big deal in Canadian circles? Like, what? Give us the scoop. What's going on up there? What? what are, are we worried? Is, so, has Carlton lost their touch? What is it? I mean, I'm really worried about Carlton. Uh, I mean, so going back for 
I'll kind of lay the groundwork from last year because last time we talked, I talked about how I thought Carlton was going to win again. They did. That's now 14 of the last 17 national championships for Carlton. Uh, but the big news, they'd won 12 straight games over E1 opponents traveling to Canada. And then Valpo came in and beat them in overtime mm. on a Daniel Sackey buzzer beater. That's a Canadian name to watch. So oh. obviously Daniel Sackey, not, not taking Carlton lightly. He's known growing up, obviously, in Canada, knew all about how intimidating the Ravens were. I think the highlight isn't the weird off-balance one-handed three-point buzzer beater for the win, but then when Valpo tweeted about it afterwards, said, wow, Valpo takes down powerhouse Carleton University. Oh, wow. Whoever runs Valpo's men's basketball Twitter account, he knows the hype around this team. Oh, so this is, you think this is actually like a good thing? This is, is this a Virginia Ralph Sampson situation where Chaminade wins and then like the story isn't even that it's not even that Chaminade won it's that Virginia lost that's what we have going on here like no one's gonna like I don't know if you noticed instead of nobody I don't think there's money coming in like nobody's looking at Valpo and thinking this is gonna change the season for them yeah I I never once even mentioned Valpo in setting this up and asking you about Carlton because I didn't even realize it was Valpo that won I just knew that Carlton had lost so uh this is great for Carlton this is actually good you got to lose to remind people that you're Mm -hmm. you're not perfect Carlton's basically like Alabama football yeah you know Every like, so often, you have knocked to lose, down a little bit. Get people excited again. Now people are interested, and they're like, "Oh shit, they they could actually lose." And mm-hmm. then they win again. They win again. But if you're looking at comparing them to Alabama football, this season is like the first year after Saban left because now Dave Smart, a name that might be familiar to some south of the border, no longer the head coach of Carlton men's basketball. Oh so really? I didn't know that. Now they're losing games to NCAA opponents. Maybe that's connected. Ooh, I did not know this. He's not the coach. He's ready to retire. He, so he won the national championship, and then within 24 hours, his home burned down in Ottawa. What? So then I think he moved into a hotel, and he shifted. He still works for the university. He's the director of basketball operations now. What? But the women's head coach moved and took over the spot of head coach on the men's team. I love Canada. Can you imagine? I mean, Rick Majerus lived out of a hotel, but he was Rick Majerus. You know, like that was... That was a that was almost manager. expected. Yeah. Yes, but that his house burned down, and then he. This sounds like a vice principal's yeah, type no mystery. Oh my what, god, what is going what? on here? Like, yeah, have, have you asked the who's who's the rival? Just the Calgary's good, right? That's my team. That's the team that I liked. Is, did, did anybody yeah. investigate? Did that? you guys like, ever get the jersey? I did. I got my Calgary Dinos jersey number one. Yeah, I, I actually wear it every so good. often, <laughs> and and no one has any idea what it is, and I get to talk to them about a uh, Canadian basketball. That's crazy. So his house burned down, and then he just decided I'll be. The director of ops now, like that is, I, I can't even fathom. Yeah, like, what like, the, I'm like, just gonna, I'm gonna focus on the family a little bit more as our house just burned down, but I can't fully leave the team yet, so I'll just be director of basketball operations. That is, that is insane. I mean, I, that is, that's crazy. I'm trying to think of if that could ever, like, any scenario that that would happen with like Coach K. Well, you got to think about who benefited the most, the women's coach. So I'm yeah. pointing my finger at her. Like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on there? Yeah, uh, or him. Charles. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't oh. want to. Yeah, I don't want to say he's a suspect, but. <laughs> He did benefit. Um, mm. I had a couple other things to ask you about to get to get the Canadian update on. So th- we got this World Cup coming up. Tate and I have talked about it a little bit. That uh, here in the United States, people are could not be any less interested in what's happening. We're sending. We are not sending our brightest and best to the to the World Cup. We are no. sending uh, some B level players, as to borrow a term from the uh, the 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 Yahoo reports. Um, it, how what is the sentiment about the World Cup in Canada? Because you got Nick. I mean, Nurse, everyone was really, you 
but everyone was really excited because Canada basketball released a list of not who was coming to camp, but the list they, of people they had invited. Uh, so it's like inviting your friends over for a barbecue <laughs> and not telling them who's coming, but saying, here's who we've asked to show up to the barbecue. And then only one of the NBA guys actually remains on the roster now. <laughs> and then all your friends go behind your back and you're like, that party's going to be lame as shit. Let's not go there. And, and then, then you're, yeah. so, there's, so there's literally a couple of guys on this World Cup team that played Canadian University basketball like two, three years ago. Mm. So you have the same problem Which, that the United States has. Why we have the same problem as the U.S. does, where it's the B team going, all the NBA guys dropped out, and now we're stuck with decent FIBA pros and guys who have carved out decent careers in Canada, mm. but Kem Birch is the only NBA player on this World Cup team. Yeah, so there was a lot of hype around it. Yeah. Like, I think Nick Nurse is the biggest name on the roster. Because <laughs> Olenek got hurt, uh, so he had to pull out, yep. right? And then Corey Joseph, uh, there's still a chance he might play, but maybe he's not going to play. He's yeah. on the roster, but they're currently playing some pre-tournament games in Australia, and he just never made the trip to Australia. Wiggins just hates so he basketball. He might meet them in point. China for the World Cup, but... Yeah. Um, man, that's, that's, a, that's a bummer. Well, good for Kevin Pangos. <laughs> Good for Kevin Pangos. Good for Florida Gator Andrew Nembhard. He's looked very good in a couple of games so far. Um, good for other Canadian youth sports legends like Phil and Thomas Scrub, Kaza Kajmakin, and Aaron Best. There we go. Uh, Those are some <laughs> names for you guys. Kyle's guy. Kyle's guy of the week right there. <laughs> um, all right. The last thing we want before, before we let you go, uh, as you're dropping names on us, give us give us like three names in college basketball that you think are are three Canadian, if there even are three. But uh, who is, who are the Canadian players that are that are coming to college basketball that, that people need to keep an eye on? We got Daniel Sackey from Valpo. We'll keep an eye right. on him. Yeah, he'll, he'll be a sophomore. Be one. Yeah, so keep an eye go. on him. Yep. I uh, had the big shot over Carlton. Uh, well, I mean, last year you had like a huge group of Canadians come out, and it was a record number of guys going the NBA draft. Uh, I think only one guy is on draft boards right now. It's AJ Lawson, who plays at South Carolina. That's a Canadian name to watch. Okay. Uh, I dropped Andrew Nembhard there. He plays at Florida. He's their starting point guard. Florida's uh, going to be really on good this Canadian year. team at the World Cup. And then just the other day, Saturday, I believe, uh, the number one Canadian prospect, Addison Patterson, committed to Oregon. And he's a four-star, number one guy out of Canada. Nice. So the Ducks kind of keep their Canadian pipeline going. So those would be my three names to watch. He was uh, what? What? What brand AAU team did he play for? <laughs> I think he was on. Who sponsored a Nike it? team? Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow. no! Shit! You don't say Oregon. <laughs> and now he's at Oregon. Weird. That's so weird how that works out. Um, we appreciate it, Jordan. We appreciate the update. We we like to keep tab. We like to keep our finger on the pulse of the uh, what's going on up north. Um, all things basketball. Uh, and you got anything else, Tate? No, I'm I'm just so happy that you were able to chime in and let us know about all things Carlton because uh, it sounds like some drama. Yeah, that is that a is brewing. that is a wildest story. I mean, can you even imagine? Like, like seriously, if if Coach K's house burned down, like he would he would he would go imagine, to practice. Yeah, he would go to practice. Not, the next e- day. But not even that. Like, imagine Coach K's house burning down while his team is in the second half of the national championship. Oh, it ha- oh, it happened if literally during the game. I thought you meant just During like the game. sort of over so the course on, of the run. Like you can flip on Ottawa local news away from the game on national sports TV. 
and you'd see, oh, there's a fire in Dave Smart's neighborhood. But then you'd flip back and see Dave yelling on the sideline. What the f- What? This is this is a this, there's a documentary. That needs yeah, to be this made. might be this a is, new mystery for the season. We're gonna have to do some research. This is unbelievable. I'm so glad you told us this story. This is this is insane. Everything's okay, though, right? Like, there's no. I guess we should before we're commenting. Yeah, I no, think him, the wife, the kids, everyone's yeah, all right. Everyone's fine. I don't okay. think anybody was home. Yeah. Okay. My God, what a story. That is that is that is crazy. Uh, we appreciate the insight, Jordan, as always, the Canadian correspondent here of One Shining Podcast. Uh, we we will have to check back in when when all something else happens. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys okay. in twelve months. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it, dude. See ya. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks to our Canadian correspondent, Jordan. Now let's talk about the NHTSA. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. You could get in a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But here are some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You can get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi or Uber. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Back to podcast. All right. Thanks again to Jordan Henry for uh, being our Canadian correspondent. Um, yeah, it, it, some good insight there. I wanted to understand what was going on with Carlton, and I instead learned that I, I want to understand why they were losing games, and then I was instead fed the juicy story. I, I'm still reeling from that. I'm trying to make sense of, of all that, and just that's how casually he told us that. Because the, my brain is just going. I kept saying like the Coach K thing. I'm just trying to envision what this would look like in America, mm-hmm. and I can't even fathom that that Coach K coaching national championship, house is burning down. And really just the idea that Coach K would step away and then just be like, I want to be the director of ops, which, no, he, he would, no, he would not. He would not do that. <laughs> I don't think any coach that's no. the head coach in American college basketball would ever step aside and say, you know what, my house burnt down. I'm going to take a little break from basketball mm-hmm. and, and get my ducks in a row here. And also the timing to know that they were in the second half of a basketball game and the house is on fire. I and uh, it just so seems, wild. seems a little and premeditated just, to me. And it's not just any coach. It's like the guy that's won like 14 of the last 15 titles or whatever they said he, he's won. It's, it's, that's, it's insane. It's insane. And the fact that like none of us had heard about this, like we, <laughs> the only content I consume in the world is basketball content basically. And I, have not heard of I, this is the first time I ever heard about this. There is a bias against Canadian basketball. Yes. It's like we only listen when they say Maple Mamba. Yeah. We're like we'll we'll take a look at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. We forgot to ask him about RJ Barrett. We forgot to. Uh, <laughs> We're okay. Th- I, I really, I really, <laughs> I really that's on. the point. I wanted my question to be like RJ Barrett. Your thoughts. <laughs> Speaking of thoughts um, on rookies, should we talk about that real quick? We should, yeah. The, the, we definitely should. The NBA, uh, they do this, I guess, with all the rookies since like 2005, and they ask them who's going to have the best career, who their favorite player is, all these other questions, and they give the uh, percentages, they give the votes out. So the the question that was asked was who will have the best career out of the rookie class? The rookies voted 19%. The, that is the majority percent, say, Cam Reddish of Duke University – the third best player on his college basketball what team. What a wild answer. Will have the best NBA career out of everyone in the rookie class. And it's also one of those things where uh, I was looking at ESPN's bottom line 
And they said the last time that the rookie class was right, 2007, Kevin Durant. And I just thought to myself, how ridiculous, like, how could you even quantify who has had the best career? You know what I mean? No, like, I think I think that was the rookie of the year question that you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, what is going on? Like, maybe, like, maybe not, though. I, maybe I, they, yeah. I just saw, like, that pop up underneath, like, because it gave, like, all three of them in a row. And then I saw, like, last yeah, yeah. time the rookie class was right, 07, Kevin Durant. I, think, and I was like, what a ridiculous. Because they, they voted on who would be rookie of the year. But this is what's funny, yes. too, as yes. well, because they voted on who's going to be rookie of the year and Zion won going away. Yes. Um, and then they said the last time the rookie's right was 07 with that. But then you then vote on who's going to have the best career. And Zion finished fourth in a four-way tie yes. with like Jackson Hayes and Kobe White. Like all 10%. Else. Yeah. Like all 10% guys. And Cam Reddish was number one. I don't understand how that happened. They're I like Cam Reddish. I'm sick of hearing uh, yeah. the Zion show this whole year. Maybe they felt bad for him. Maybe all the rookies were like, Cam, you shouldn't have gone to Duke and played third fiddle to those guys. And well, we, it's we, like we it, know you're better than what you it, You just start at the top of the list. You're like, go Zion, uh, two on the nose. Then you get to, like, you just keep going down the list. And by the time you get to seven, you're like, oh. maybe, uh, well, I'll just go Reddish. This was nice. this, this was a, this was a move where all of them wanted to throw him like a bone because they're like, well, I'm sure Zion's going to win. So mm. I'll be the guy that. I want to make sure Cam gets a vote, so yeah. I'm going to vote for him. I don't want to be a Zion or RJ they, guy. I'm going to go third party. Yeah, Reddish. third party. And they all they all voted third party, and then... Uh, Classic millennials. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pick a side. Vote or die. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, did you see a Kyle guy got a vote for Rookie of the Year, too? Awesome. <laughs> Guess who voted for him? Kyle, Kyle guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one or the other. Yeah. Or DeAndre Hunter. He's yeah. like, I really like how long Kyle's was game. that? How long was that group call, um, the f- group FaceTime that they had before the vote with mm. Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter and Kyle Guy figuring out who's going to vote for who? <laughs> I'll vote for DeAndre. No, I'm voting for DeAndre. Okay, so you vote for Kyle. Ty, you vote for DeAndre. <laughs> DeAndre, you vote. Wait, I wanted to vote. Yeah. I wonder how long it took them to... Probably five minutes, and they spent 25 minutes talking about whose fit was the hottest on the FaceTime and all this <laughs> other stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, my favorite part, we're kind of burying the lead because I thought this was the juiciest thing. Even though I, I guess I guess Cam being number one is, is kind of funny. But the juiciest thing to me was, who's your favorite player in the league was one of the questions. Yes. And LeBron won. won 38%. Which isn't, isn't necessarily surprising. Uh, but what was surprising, Steph Curry got zero votes. Um. Again, maybe not that surprising in the sense that like there are a lot of good players in the NBA, so and there are only so many rookies, so maybe it's not that. It becomes surprising when you realize Steve Nash and Kevin Garnett both got votes, as did Jamal Crawford. Love Steve, Jamal Crawford. they asked, "Who is your favorite player in the league?" The the phrase the the question was very obviously phrased. They didn't say current, but it's pretty understood. Who is your favorite player? <laughs> and Steve Nash got votes, and so did Kevin Garnett. Steve Nash Steph is doing soccer now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on Bleacher Report. Who's your favorite, <laughs> soccer games. Who's your favorite basketball player in the world right now? And you're like, the guy who's calling soccer games on Bleacher Report. <laughs> <laughs> I love that soccer guy. He's great. And also the guy that wears his hoodie, like tapes his hoodie to the top of his head. And <laughs> that guy. It basically just like talks like shit, just like on yeah. TV and Area 21. Yeah, that's... That uh, but not Steph Curry. Not the guy that like... I think we're like three years yeah. away from every kid saying Steph Curry, though. Like, I think this is like the last yeah. crop of kids that are still LeBron. Like you know, they they just grew up that when is they true. were like, uh, what year were these kids born? I guess they're born in two thousand one, yeah, two thousand two thousand one, something like yeah, that. Something like that. Yeah. So they don't even know Allen Iverson, you know. Yeah. Like they don't even. There's yeah. a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot of weird things with these kids. Like yeah, I was they're watching. Even, yeah, it's like insane to think about. Well, I was watching all the like the NBA promos where they like took them to the ball pits and they're like asking them these weird questions like top five rappers, you know, top three snacks, and you see all these crazy <laughs> answers that they're given, and you're just like. Man, these kids are something else. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, these kids born in the 21st century are something else. Yeah. Like, they don't, 
There's no perspective on any of it. But that's mm-hmm. why, like, even LeBron getting 38% is not a really ringing endorsement. It just shows that there is no one person that everyone looks up to. Like, everyone's splintered into, right. I like Jamal Crawford. Well, I like Devin Booker. Well, I like so-and-so. I like so-and-so. Not to be the old man that's talking about the younger generation, because I'm not complaining about this. Uh, and you know, I like want to be the young man talking about yeah, the younger the young, generation. But I think, that's I think, the corner to be on. Yeah. I think uh, there is something to, like, I think generations are getting smaller. Like the it used to be like gener like a baby boomer. All right, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <some> Gladwell thing. <laughs> Micro generations. <laughs> he loves that. That's every time I talk to him, he was like, "I think it's a two year window now." I'm like, well, the, "There we go." <laughs> I'm like what, Gladwell? With basketball, I think it is. I think like f- I, I really think there's something to that. Like I Welcome think the basketball guys. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the notes. <laughs> no, please explain. I think, I'm sorry. I think so. The Nigerian basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can I, I'll tell a quick story about that. Before he ever did that on Bill's podcast, I never listened to the podcast version. He did that to me at dinner at, a, at dinner with me and Tommy Alter, and Tommy wasn't listening, and he did it directly to me. He never broke eye contact, and he was so serious the whole time. And I take blame because yeah. I nodded my head the whole time, and I was thinking in my head, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah. I was like, "JJ Reddick's Nigerian." <laughs> But I just had to let it slide, so I'll take blame for that. But back to the micro generation. <laughs> no, I don't remember what I was going to say. I think I just wanted to say that, like, I I think this is going to continue to happen. There, that I I just you talk about generations of players and they span ten years or whatever, yes. and it's going to happen where, like, Z- in three years, Zion's going to look at the rookie class and be like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about those guys. Mm-hmm. They're very weird. They're very young to me. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I feel like that that is becoming like what Devin Booker is frequency. doing to these kids. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, like you, Devin Booker's. He's still 19, right? And, <laughs> and he's looking at these kids like, God damn, these guys are young. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's happening with increasing frequency where there's not like a common thread of like all these kids that come up from that are born between the year 2000 and 2005 are all going to have the same interests and the same favorite players. And say, that doesn't happen anymore. And it used to be with even your college basketball experience. If you're a blue chip guy, you kind of had the same runaround that everyone else got. And now that the rules are changing all the time and there's all this different stuff with the the tournaments you play, like there's no connective tissue right. between, you know, a guy that came out in 2008 and a guy that came out in 2015. I think cause, uh, and beyond that, everything is so fractured anyway. Like the, there's mm-hmm. obviously all sorts of media options. People are watching different movies and people watch different shows now. Um, but but even as it pertains to basketball, the AAU tournaments themselves, all the shoe brands have their own big events that are going on. Like when mm-hmm. I was coming up, even even when you were, it didn't matter who you were sponsored by, like you went to Vegas for the, the Reebok big time. Thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if you were Nike school or whatever. Yeah, Jesus the Reebok Christ. Big Time in Vegas was like the big tournament. Everyone went to it, and then they had Peach Jam, and everyone like and they scheduled it. They were never competing, mm-hmm. but now it's like you have three big tournaments going on at once, and it's like guys. I don't know. I don't know. And they make you choose. It's all fractured. Everything they fractured. know where you. Yeah, yeah. they know where you're lean yeah. because if you're going to Adidas Nations, you're not going to EYBL. Then everyone's like, "Oh, that's an Adidas kid. That's a Nike kid." <laughs> you call me Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> I just hadn't heard micro generations in a while. I wasn't going to say micro. I, I I deserve it though. I just I definitely deserved it. As, I think it's a compliment. As as yeah, I definitely deserved it. JJ Reddick would think so. Um, speaking of speaking of like polling people and stuff like that, uh, shout out Gary Parish for oh, uh, yes. for this. Mm. Um, candid coaches. This is my favorite. So the candid coaches series that Gary Parish does. Uh, it's hit or miss for me. If I'm being honest, a lot of times the questions I'm like, yeah, that's kind of boring. Whatever. But my man brought the heat on this one. Gary Parrish is throwing 96 on the black with this question. 
which he he reaches out to the coaches and says, if you won the national title, would you visit the White House? And <laughs> explain your reasoning. And um, 63% say no. And I I, I just kind of, you know, we are a stick to sports podcast, but uh, I just want to throw that out there that that is, God bless you, Gary Parrish, for for because you know college college basketball we don't need to we don't need to lay this out for our listeners most of the people that like college basketball most of the 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 rabid college basketball fans are Joe Rogan fans <laughs> they lean a little bit to the right politically i would say so Did you say lean to the white <laughs> sorry uh, nice Kyle i like that Kyle <laughs> nice retweet 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pay the players <laughs> i wish i could like this twice uh <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that is stereotypically people that like college basketball, uh, also like oppression. Um, (laughs) and so, uh, for him, for him to do this and to basically have all these college basketball coaches come out and and the fascinating thing was like the coaches were like, some of them kind of wanted to go, but they were like, we never could go. There's no fucking way. Like I could stand in front of my players in the locker room and be like, Hey, we're going to the white house now. Mm -hmm. Um, so the whole thing is just hilarious and 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 so great, and I'm fascinated to to see what people have to say. About I have it. one question: Did Mark Godfrey get asked? And uh, if not, that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> multiple co- multiple coaches said this is not about politics, according to the the report. Left leaning coaches made it clear they'd have no problem visiting President Bush, and, they, and the right leaning coaches insisted they would have been thrilled to visit President Obama. Huh. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I like those, I like the difference in the term. No problem. Thrilled. Were those specific questions, or that was the way they answered? That was the way that they. they yeah, like nobody prompted answered, them. Like, how'd yeah. you feel about Obama? But we're talking about. A I just love. I don't even care about the results as much. I I just want to applaud Gary Parish for having the idea to approach these. Like, what a content machine this is. And then he could have he should have thrown in like also paying. He should have asked a question about visiting the White House and paying the players both in the same. You ball that up into the same question, and you're doing at least ten thousand retweets. If you ball, <laughs> if the headline is like college coaches want to pay the players and also hate Trump, then it's like my God, ten. It, yes, all the retweets. You, you, you have a million followers, <laughs> and you are promoted on Twitter for the next ten weeks. You get three. You get verified three times. That is the old town road of tweets. <laughs> like yeah, old town road of tweets. Like you are everywhere. Everyone is loving you. Uh, yeah, good, good for you, Gary Parrish. We, uh, we applaud that. We appreciate that. I do think it would have been even better if he filmed, like if he just came up with a camera, you know, and filmed them when he asked the question, just to see like, you know, just to have like a separate yeah, cut, right. you know, like, yeah. like director's cut version <laughs> of this, like Tony Bennett's looking at him. He's got a camera. He's like, Hey Tony, uh, if you guys have a chance, you're going to go to the white house and he just stares right in the camera. He's like, you gotta be kidding me, man. He's like, keep it's all like that. We already said TMZ no. style. Yeah, you do a, yeah. You do a video where you, 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 you pixelate the face, but it's, you do the bit where like, you dub over the, the voice. Yeah, and then the guy leans out of frame and like you can actually see his face. You only pixelate like that part of the screen. So anytime the coach moves, you <laughs> You should dub one coach's voice with another coach's voice too. Yes. Like you ask Patino the question, and you take his audio and put it over top of Jay Wright's answer or something. And then Will Wade stands up yeah. and shakes your hand. You see him you're like, oh my gosh. It's like this guy. He's getting away with it again. Uh what yeah. if but okay, since 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 we've already brought it up and we've we've introduced the president of the United States. And I'm not even talking about Trump. I'm just talking about the office of the president of the United mm-hmm. States is now intertwined with basketball. Uh, obviously, Andy Katz did the the uh, the Obama thing. He'd fill out the bracket with Obama and then Trump didn't want to do it. Um, so wh- what about the idea? What if the president wanted to cheat in college basketball? Who could stop him? What if this is the move? What if we get a, a like Obama would have been the best 
case of this because he was probably the one president we've had that's most into basketball, obviously. Um, but I'm trying to think of like the next president. If there's a way, like what if what if you or I become president and it's like I want it to cheat. I want Ohio State to win a national championship. I'm going to cheat my balls off. I'm going to funnel taxpayer money to Ohio State and then I'm going to pardon myself. Could could that be stopped? Like what if what if there's a way we get Trump involved in this? I, I feel like Trump like you could just tweet at him and ideas. And <laughs> I was he'll, he'll say, listen I, anything. I think there's a way. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, he's, he'll see it. Uh, this could be plausible to get like Trump involved. Like Trump sees this. He he like Trump retweets this story and is like. Mm. Thank you to the 37% that said you would come visit me. Like he, he's like, I want a name of all those schools. And then now he's going to figure out a way to like fucking finance all these. Yeah. Well, if they're state, the if they're state schools, right, then it should be easy. You do yeah. Like a public school. It's Congrats. easier. It's easier if it's private. Cause then you don't have to, you don't have to disclose any financial information. Oh, so it's the opposite of what I said. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to the Arkansas Razorback. Razorbacks. You have just won the national championship. Yeah, exactly. Eric Musselman's going to be shirtless exactly. at the white house and the crowd is going to be going crazy. <laughs> That's what it feels like. If Trump decided it, you know, he just pick one team. It's like they're no, like it. that. Hope listen, like chicken there's a non-zero chance that that could happen. That Trump is like leaning to his aid, and he's like, "I want the list of schools." Like, if he sees this story, he's gonna be like, "I want all the schools that said they would come visit me, and we're gonna figure out a way to, that they win the national championship." I, I can't, I can't leave office without hosting at least one of these schools. I want to buy him Burger King, and we're gonna, we're gonna feed him like chicken finger yeah. fries. They, the, they yeah. look delicious. Terrific. They're gonna come eat eat Burger King and McDonald's at the White House. Like the it was Clemson, right? That did that. Yeah, it's everybody, anyone yeah. that will come. Yeah. It's like, uh, like literally it's any fine American foods. He yeah, said. yeah. Like people are like diplomats are flying over from you know Ghana, and they're walking into the White House, and there's two whoppers waiting I would love for that. them. And they're like, what the hell? Popeye's new chicken sandwich. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would absolutely love that. That's that's the next evolution of this podcast. Is is Trump is dropping bags? Well, maybe maybe he just does it. Then we'll do numbers. Then the algorithm will really bless us. Maybe Arkansas doesn't even win, but he just acknowledges that they won. You know, he does the yeah. Kim Jong Un, where Kim Jong Il, you know, would basically say they won the World Cup, and they would make the dubbed over Ooh, video. So yeah, he, he that that's yes. it. So he takes the list of all the teams that said yes, we would come visit. Whoever goes furthest in the tournament, he goes of deep those teams, with it. Yeah. Yes. So like one team, you keep throwing out Arkansas. Say Ar say Musselman said he'd come visit. Arkansas <laughs> makes the Sweet 16, and he's like, "Yeah, it's good enough. Come on, Arkansas." <laughs> and like Virginia wins it again, and Tony Bennett's already said he's not going, and he's like, "Fuck that! I don't want the champions anyway. I want Arkansas. You guys made the." Sweet and then he 16. plays the championship game, and they just have like the jerseys like faked over, so they <laughs> yeah. kind of come in and out, and the faces are dubbed over, and they kind of go in and they out. They just play the '94 championship game. <laughs> So they just show the 94 game beating Duke and they're just like congratulations Arkansas it's only it. a 30 second yeah. highlight tape he's like congratulations I'm out he should do that maybe he should have like anniversary like have the 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 30 year make sure you grab a Hershey's chocolate pie on the way out and uh, <laughs> we'll see you next year kids what if he what if he hosted teams that won like in the 50s <laughs> and he was, he's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have the current national champion let's get the 1950s. I guess that the Bill Russell team probably wouldn't want to come. Um, the Holy Cross team would come. Bob Cousy would come. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you get the Holy Cross. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you get that uh, the, the Medal Holy of Cross, Freedom uh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he's all in on that. Yeah, it's Papa John and Bob Cousy getting the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, damn it. Oh, uh, what else? We got, we got some other notes we got to hit. What what else is going on in college basketball? Quickly, I got to point out uh, John Calipari. Uh, this is the big story. He tweeted out. Uh, beginning in all caps. This is the beginning of my second tour as the head coach at Kentucky. It's exciting what does starting that mean? over. Second tour. The last ten years were a ball, and I want the next ten to be even better. Let's go. And here we go. Um. So again, lifetime contract now whittled down to decade contract. This is the second, second decade of, of the of the decade deals. I uh, 
that's I'm very confused. So he's yeah, he he, he so he, he got fired and, and what his second term? I'm confused. His second decade. Confused. He only deals with decades. That's oh. why he's a macro generation guy. He's like I only do it by decades. Okay. And so John Calipari is uh, one more games than any other head coach in the first ten seasons. Three oh five. Uh, more tournament games, Saturday. 31. Yeah, uh, reach more Final Fours, da, 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 da. NBA lottery picks, 21. So that's where John Calipari is in his life. But the real thing that I want to talk about is in 10 years, and I don't know if you guys know this, there is an asteroid that is supposed to hit, or at least come very close to hitting Earth that would basically end all of civilization. 10 years? 10 years, oh, 2029. That's, that's perfect. Exactly. That's I, don't right. want to, I, said, I said checks out. I'm going to be 42. That's perfect. Yeah, I don't want to be 50. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instagram's going to be you know, yeah. 15 years deep. People have lost their minds. Everyone's yeah. getting deep faked out. Trump's somehow still president. You know, <laughs> We'll see what happens. But 2029 comes. That's the end of the second decade of Calipari's deal. Yeah. I think this is going to be the year that Calipari finally goes full undefeated, full five starters, all top five picks, lottery picks. Kentucky wins the national championship. It's all here. We finally did it. Coach Cal is going to go into the title game. And it's going to be like the night that the president got shot in 81 when Indiana somehow beat Carolina, even though they should not have played that game. But instead, an asteroid is going to hit. And it was finally there for the second decade to finally come all together. And that's how it ends. That's the only way that you could do all caps in this announcement for it to be, you know, that momentous of a moment. The asteroid hits. Ash reigns over the entire Earth for 40 days. And after 40 days, Coach K emerges from his bunker mm-hmm. with a smile on his face. Contract fulfilled. And there's <laughs> <laughs> a Nike check on his shirt. And he, he says, turns. He says, we just signed a lifetime deal with Nike. And he turns to the camera. <laughs> Everyone's like, what is lifetime deal? We have 60 years on the planet. <laughs> and he turns to the only remaining camera left on Earth and winks. And roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> and all the angels in heaven yeah. give a standing ovation and God bows and he's Kenny, like Kenny McCormick's been playing NCAA basketball on a PSP for the past 15 years <laughs> Satan's in the back row yeah. fist bumping yeah. Satan and Saddam are high-fiving <laughs> Coach K's coming up with them <laughs> so that's uh, that's the end of the next decade for Coach Cal. That's uh, uh, that's did, what that that's how I read that. So you can see. Speaking what of my Kentucky, is. did you see that uh, Kenny was his name Kenny Payne, the assistant yeah, coach? Yeah, KP. Kentucky? He was he was mentioned. I don't who, who knows that as we 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 made these comments before that the, the vernacular used to describe this stuff. Who knows what the fuck it all means? But he was linked, mentioned, noted, uh, whatever. Um, in in the Avenatti thing, somehow tied in whatever. His name gets brought up. Is the point. He doesn't say his name. He calls him KP. Yeah. And everyone assumes that KP means Kenny Payne, mm-hmm. which is... Obviously Kenny Powers. Yeah, natural that part, assumption. That part is not relevant to me. What's relevant to me is that there's the story, there's a headline that's like, Kenny Payne may be linked, whatever. Dick Vitale takes this headline, mm-hmm. tweets it, and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not rush to judgment here, folks. Let's everybody just calm down. I know, I know a lot of BBN haters out there, Big Blue Nation haters, are going to want to point fingers and and cast aspersions here. Let's not do that. Let's take some time. Let the facts come out. Let's wait for the facts. And mm-hmm. also, Sean Miller, rotten hell, you cheated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you, Will <laughs> with, no, with no evidence, but you cheated. We know we did. But there is some evidence, but we don't know. I don't, I'm not going to wait for that to sort out. Sean Miller, you should be fired. You should be embarrassed. Kill yourself now. But uh, <laughs> let's wait and see what happens with, with Kentucky. Hilarious. Hilarious. What is the line of like, how old do you have to be or how in the, the, the winning ways do you have to be for 
Dick Vitale to say, let's wait and see. Yeah. And yeah. how, it's a, it's, like, how, how far on the other side yet? Because Will Wade was dead to rights. Mm-hmm. This is an embarrassment to the game. This is an embarrassment to, embarrassment to me. Right. This is an embarrassment to Rick Pitino. This is an embarrassment to basketball. Will Wade, you're done. Uh-huh. Will Wade, not done. Same with Sean Miller. You're done. You're a cheater. I can't believe Arizona has come to this. Still a coach at Arizona. I can't believe the the the. Uh, so if very, I'm Kenny Payne, I am worried. The very clean program that Lute Olson run has now been overrun by a cheater. I cannot believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then but then Calipari gets gets protection from Dick Vitale, and so it's I think it's just an Italian thing. Is Dick Vitale racist? Mm. Is he only stand up for Italians? He'll stand up for Patino and Calipari, but that's it. I think the right term is xenophobic. <laughs> We got, we're just asking the questions. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just asking the question. These are the guys that he sticks up for. Uh, it, I think it is an age thing, though. I think it's like you have to at least be, what do you think the cutoff is, like 55? I just 60? think you got to be down with the how old guard. How old's Cal? I think Cal's got to be the youngest. I think Cal's probably the youngest guy that he'll stick up for. But what did Cal do? He kissed how the ring. How old's Cal, Kyle? 60. He's 60. There it is. That's the cutoff. I yeah. think it's 60. Yeah, you get anybody that's older than 60, he'll stick up for you because you represent the glory days of college basketball and all these because because uh dickie v thinks cheating in college basketball started like five years ago mm. so he thinks like the, the way it started was all these young kids all these young kids quote unquote about uh referring to the coaches i mean all these young coaches came into the game and got greedy and and they, they don't do it for the love of the game like the old guard does mm-hmm. i think that's what's going on but yeah I, it's just hilarious that he got ratioed to high hell on twitter because all the arizona fans are like what the fuck dude <laughs> You 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 still have not redacted your statements about the Schleybach tape that doesn't exist, and yet you're telling everybody to wait for the, for this. What? And also, it's a weird play to be all the way in with Louisville or all the way against Louisville. Maybe maybe that's what it is too. It's like he hates Louisville now because he's Team Patino. So now he's back on Kentucky. He's back in Camelot. You know what I mean? He's like, I got to protect the sea of blue. I get I get asked a lot by uh, I don't know why, but people reach out to me and they they want to get into sports journalism or media or whatever and they ask me for advice and and for some reason they I, I don't know why they come to me, but they do. Um and and so anyone listening that that wants to get into this field and and you want some advice, here's my advice. When you fuck up, when you're an idiot, when when you say something horribly wrong, when when your take goes leads you astray, just just raise your hand and be like, I'm a fucking idiot. I messed that up. Mm. And and everyone will just forget about it. When you That's think, really all you have to do. Yeah, when you think Furman's a military school, yeah. you have to look at yourself in the into mirror it. and say, why didn't I just Google that? Yeah. That's really all it is. That's really all. And yeah. Instead, Dickie V, like this is, it, I don't know. I don't understand how this happens, but that that's what we keep seeing over and over. It's like, all Schleybach had to do is just like, if Schleybach would have tweeted, just been like, my bad, LOL. I would love the guy for it. I'd be like, that's hilarious. That's the best way to handle it. Just put my bad, LOL. I mean, your career's probably over at that point, but um. I don't know. It's it's uh, the, the the hypocrisy from Dick Vitale is is it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's just wrong. That's all I'll say about that. I will say with Dick Vitale in general, I'm enjoying the Twilight era with him mm. on Twitter, where he goes live and he's not sure he's live yet, and he's like, you know, getting himself all the the camera's pointing up at the ceiling. He's talking to the camera and he's kind of giving his whole spiel about what's going on in the world of college basketball. But it does seem like he picks his favorites. And he sticks by them. Oh wait, he's been doing that for forty five. You know what I mean? He's been doing I know, that but forever. It's, but like, it's becoming more reckless because it's like actual. I don't. I, I guess I blame ESPN more than anything for like still giving him the plat. Like if he was just the old cranky guy on Twitter, it might be fun to mm-hmm. to follow him. But like he's he's given like actual platform to call the games and like t- I don't know. It's becoming a little reckless because the stakes are raised. Like when he, when he's talking about like I like Duke more than I like Boston College. 
what does that ultimately matter when we're talking when he's calling the games and he gets he gets a boner when when Shane Battier dunks but doesn't when he gets dunked on you know mm. like that doesn't actually affect anything but when he's going out there all and and using this platform to be like fire Sean Miller now fire Will Wade now but also I'm going to protect the shit out of Rick Pitino and mm-hmm. John Calipari that becomes a little more reckless a little more problematic shall we say that's all that's all I'm saying and I think the blame falls on ESPN because it's like you got to at some point just kind of take the remote away from the old man and be like I'll I'll work the TV for now Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa give me the remote we're what are we watching <laughs> and then you just put on the 1994 <laughs> yeah. Arkansas title game yes, <laughs> yes. Um, oh baby <laughs> But I do. I, I after saying all of that, I I really do. I, we are going to miss Dick Vitale when he retired. Like I I know you're not because he loves Duke. I'm going to miss him. I think no, I'm going to miss. He's him. a fucking legend. Uh, Dickie V, come on the pod. I love you to death. Just stop with the stop chiming in on all FBI stuff. Just do do your do your periscopes when you're driving to dinner. Talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. That's what we love you for. Just stop commenting on all things FBI. I, I will say, you, please. The one thing I would say about Dickie V and just that nickname in general. If you went to anyone and said someone was named Dickie V. <laughs> They would think that they work in Simi Valley. <laughs> ah, nice. Yes. Porn. Yes. Uh, before we go, quick notes. Uh, Yoli Childs suspended nine games mm-hmm. for BYU because a paperwork snafu. Uh, although I don't really know. He 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 said he wanted to come back. Um, or what, what what happened? He signed with an agent, is what it was. He signed with an agent yes. before he filled out the necessary paperwork that would allow him to come back. Uh, and so then he came back, and then the NCAA was like, "No, you fucked that up." You're now suspended. They tried to suspend him the whole season is what, it, what apparently the story is. And then they whittled that down to nine games and people are losing their minds about that too. Rightfully so um, because it is a paperwork thing and if you're getting fed up about paperwork, uh, that's... Send I mean, an email. On. But at the same time, I kind of get it because it's like, dude, why didn't you fill out the paperwork? I don't really understand that part either. This is a weird story to me, but he, he said it, he, I'm bummed out about it. I'm bummed out too. He said it hurts really bad that it's all happening and this is all played out. But I do think it's funny how quick some of these decisions are made like for him yes. like the ncaa is like all right nine games we should have suspended you for the season but slap on the wrist you're gonna right. deal with nine and then we had to do deal with DeSosa and all this sort of stuff that was going on and that was like let's let's take why use too nice They'll let's take, take 18 it. months to figure this out you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like that's um, that's the problem with all this i'm bummed though because he's gonna miss maui and Ma- uh we're going to maui we're excited mm-hmm. about the maui invitational it's a loaded field and byu is actually really supposed to be pretty good and um I don't know. They could have. They could have had a good run there in Maui. They still can, but uh, when your when your best player is not going to be able to play, opens the door for Shamanad. Yeah, Shamanad. Shamanad's licking their lips. If they can get past Kansas Oof. in that first round. Shamanad has a chance. Yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, I <laughs> I do think it's bullshit. Yuli Child should be eligible. Um, but um, it is objectively a little funny. It's kind of like the wasn't it the Browns to tie this back to the beginning of the show? Mm, nice. The Browns week. Uh, didn't the Browns try to make a trade one time and they didn't? Facts. Facts yes. into the office fast yes. enough. I mean, that's just kind of funny. I mean, objectively, it's a little funny. Like when paperwork trips things up. But. What's really funny is that Lombardi has told me that story so many times. And I still, like right now when you said it, I was like blinking. Wait, was that Lombardi? At, no, no, no. It wasn't oh, Lombardi. I no, no, no. Oh, it was God. before. It was before Lombardi. Did I tell you, the first time I ever met Lombardi, uh, I was just trying to, I, I didn't know Lombardi. I didn't know. Yeah. I knew who he was in the Ringer universe. I knew he was like a former GM. I thought he was a Patriots guy because he was. Um, he is is always will be um <laughs> so first time i ever met him we were shooting the shit in bill's office and uh I, I i was just trying to make conversation i knew he was an nfl guy i knew he knew everything about the nfl so i was like i, I swear to god this is a true story the first time i ever initiated a conversation i was like hey 
I'm an Ohio guy. Uh, it, it's always frustrated me about the Browns. Like, what's the problem there? Like, why can't anybody ever do anything up there? Like, wh- wh- why why do they always suck? Like, they're the worst franchise in, in sports. It's so weird. And it, the look on his face, looking back, now I understand why the look was on his face, but I had no idea that he was running the Browns at any point in time. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. He's just staring at you and is like, is this guy yeah, fucking with me? Or yeah. like, am I going to have to whoop his ass? And you're like, Lombardi, Lombardi, chill, chill, chill. Like doing the hold me back. I legitimately had no idea. that. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, that's it. What else you got? No, I, uh, I'm all good. I mean, I think that we've really covered a lot today. I will say, I hope the asteroid, that was all a joke. That was all sarcasm. And I hope Coach Cal's second decade is just as great as the first, mm-hmm. maybe even better. Um, Team USA, Let's keep an eye on it. Let's see what goes on with that. But otherwise, shout out to yeah. Drew Joyce, LeBron's guy. Got hired on staff at Cleveland State. Shout out to Bill Walton calling the uh, baseball game at uh, the Angels versus White Sox. That was a fun little, fun little experiment. Um, also, shout out to Bob Knight. This, there's mm-hmm. a rumor floating around, Tate, that Bob Knight moved back to Bloomington, Indiana. I don't know. I got, I got to, I got to put my journalism hat on and, and get to the bottom of the story. But uh, my dad texted me this last night. And I was like, Dad, it's too late for me to like dive into this. Um, I'm just going to casually mention it on the podcast. But if Bob Knight moved back to Bloomington, Indiana, that's noteworthy in my world. That's definitely noteworthy in my world. The guy who went on national television at the Dan Patrick show and basically said, I hope everyone in Indiana is dead. <laughs> I don't think he said everyone in Indiana. He said everyone at the school, basically. I hope they all die. <laughs> and then they kind of did. Like, weirdly enough, like Miles Brand died of cancer. Neil Reed mm-hmm. had a heart attack. The guy that he choked in the mm-hmm. thing, he had a heart attack and passed away. Um, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> and then now we move back to Bloomington. Oh my god! I, I would know. say this: if I'm Archie Miller, somebody's watching yeah. my house during the games. Because yeah. <laughs> if my house burns down and Bob Knight takes over the program, <laughs> let me just tell you, we got a points of finger. That's the new mystery. So maybe that's it. That that I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to dive into this. Get get the skinny on this. I'm going back to the Midwest in a couple of weeks. I might have to go down to Bloomington and figure out what the fuck's okay. going on. Also, we, yeah, we, we is, should say like BTK and all those serial killers. They go back to where they committed the crimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Bob Knight's going back. He's just sitting on the <laughs> just playing it out in his mind. He's just on Kirkwood with his arms crossed, just yes. like staring at everybody as they walk by, and yeah. just like hoping someone bumps into seat. him so yeah. he can choke him out. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. All right, that's the show. We'll be back next week. Uh we will we will be back next week. I don't know what else there's to say. It vacation vacation got me a little loopy, man. This this It's was, a little loopy, a time, but uh anything in college basketball, just do something. Make something happen so right. we can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So if we're you're excited. a college basketball Dude, player, do we, something. We are like two or three weeks away from preseason. Yes. We're shifting away from off season and into preseason. I think it's like Labor Day is when I shift into preseason mode. So um we have that to get excited about. But mm-hmm. there's still a couple more off season shows to do, so we'll have some fun between now and then uh anyway we'll be back next week thank you guys for listening as always we love you peace cut the cut the 9-11 thing Thanks again to the NHTSA. If you think drunk driving is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong. You get in a crash, people get hurt or killed, and if you could, or even worse, or even worse, you get arrested and cure huge legal expenses, get or even interlock. lose, yeah, even lose your job. So next time you plan on drinking, make sure you plan ahead, designate a sober driver, or use the ride service to get home safely. Drive sober or get pulled over.